This episode is from the archives. And I feel it's important to share this with you for a few reasons. One, it's that time of the year. And two, I've kind of had a rough few months. And I feel it's important for you to hear this podcast as it is for me to share it with you. And today we're going to talk about something that is somewhat difficult for most people to talk about. We are going to talk about grief and how to grieve mindfully. So let's get started, okay? Welcome to the One Minute of Mindfulness podcast. This is a place where you can become happy, calmer, and more settled as you take small moments throughout the day to shift into mindfulness. I am Cheryl, your podcast host, and I welcome you to become mindful with me, one minute at a time. We will begin after a quick word from our sponsor. Are you looking to become more mindful? Perhaps you want to start a mindfulness practice, but your thinking mind always seems to get in the way. Or maybe you want to expand and deepen your mindfulness experience that you already have. In either case, I would enjoy working with you one-to-one. Go on over to masteringmindfulness.net forward slash coaching for more information. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the One Minute of Mindfulness podcast. I am so glad you are here. So as I was saying a few moments ago, this is from the archives, but it's from the archives of the previous podcast I did that went around for about 25 episodes called Cheryl's Comcast. No, you cannot listen to it. I just deleted all the episodes from Buzzsprout because I wanted to put my full attention on this podcast. And there were many episodes in that previous podcast that were really good. And because it was my first one, there were some that were not so good. So I have a bunch that I want to share with you, but I'm also going to put them in a bonus. So there'll be an extra podcast. So you're going to get two podcasts this week as opposed to one. Now, I want to share this one with you for a few reasons. The first is because this upcoming Monday, the 29th of November, is considered a day that my friend always called Death Day. The reason being, it's after the last harvest in the fall. The leaves are almost completely gone off the tree. There's a sense of stillness and of knowing that winter will be quickly upon us. And that feeling of stillness kind of also brings about with it a little tad of sadness. So it became known as Death Day. And in many cases, death can force us to be still, to reflect, and to challenge our own status quo. Now, for me, over the past couple of months, I have gone through many challenges and a few losses. I moved from a state that I lived in for 54 years. I moved out of that state. I sold my house that I had for over 27 years. I left all my friends behind my entire life that I once knew to move 900 miles away to be with my my mom and my dad and my grandma. Um, I moved into a house and then 11 days after I moved here, my dad unexpectedly passed away. So there's been a lot of grief in many ways. And grief comes in many forms. And some days it's not there. Other days are stronger than others. But it tends to hit you at different times. 
And I was going through the archives of this previous, you know, podcast, and I came across this particular one. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to take a listen because when I recorded that podcast, I don't think I had any upfront brief at the time. Now, mind you, I do have a history of being a hospice nurse as well. So I understand the process of grief. But I wanted to see if it was really relevant for me in my state of mind right now, going through heavy grief, was listening to this episode. And I can honestly say that it surprised me. It was better than what I thought it would be. And it actually made me cry. It was very cathartic for me to hear that. And I think it was because it was reflective of my own experience and my own voice telling me what I need to do. So I just wanted to say all that to you before I turn this previously recorded episode over to you. Now I did some edits, but for the most part, it is unchanged from the original. And I hope that this episode gives you as much comfort as it has given me. Enjoy, and I will catch you at the end. Grief is the most complex emotion next to love. And when it hits us, most often we don't know what to do. You know, we feel like our brain stops working while our body is trying to catch up. And it is a horrible feeling. So it's something that we all have to deal with at some point of our lives. We will be around other people who pass as well. Yet it's one of those emotions that we will stuff down as far as we can because we have to go through all those different types of the grief process and we want to believe that it's not true, that we can change it. And in some cases, some people feel as though we're being punished by it. And all of this is further from the truth. No matter what, who, or situation you're grieving, it's the furthest from the truth. Grief is one of our greatest teachers because it forces us to look within to appreciate the small things. And also, it helps you to learn to take this tragic situation and turn it into something on purpose. We also find when we're in this space of grief, we tend to become more compassionate with others around us. And in some cases with ourselves, because we need that compassion to pull ourselves out of the grief. But in order for you to find power in that grief, you need to grieve, and you need to do so mindfully, of course. And the first thing you need to do is take a breath, breathe, and realize that change is inevitable, and grief is inevitable, and that during this whole situation, something will happen to you. You will change. You will be different. And that is okay. This is why grief is considered to be a form of growth. You become stronger. Again, more compassionate as you learn to navigate this difficult journey. I want to share a story with you. I'm going to give a disclaimer and a child warning trigger. It's about a child, but it's also a story from time past. I don't know who wrote it, but it is called the mustard seed. And it goes like this. Kisa Gotami was a young woman who married and had a child. She would do anything for her son. Tragically, her son became severely ill and died. Kisa's grief was unbearable. She could not let go of her child. She wept and wept, not knowing what to do. 
One day she passed a bamboo grove where the Buddha and his followers were staying. She knew of his reputation and believed that he would be able to bring her son back to life. Oh, awakened one, she said to him, I ask you, please bring my baby back to life. The Buddha looked deeply into her tortured eyes and saw she was being destroyed by her grief. He gently took her hand in his and responded, I will, but you must help me. Of course, she agreed, and he told her what she must do. Return to your village and bring me a mustard seed from a house in which no one has died. With such a seed, I can restore your child to life. Kisagami hurried off to the village in search of a seed, a project she expected to complete quickly. She stopped at the first house she came to on the outskirts of her village and urgently inquired about the seed. Of course I have mustard seeds, the woman told her. And you may certainly have one, as the woman handed her the seed. Kisagagutami recounted what the Buddha had told her. Oh, said the woman. My father just died last week. I am very sorry, for I know how terrible grief is. Kesa responded, I shall go look for my seed elsewhere. She continued her trek through the village, always being received cordially by householders who were certain they had mustard seeds, only to be told again and again that death had come to these houses too. Finally, she then returned to the grove where Buddha was staying. He watched her, and as she approached, he saw the difference in her immediately. Her eyes were clear, her stride was calm and sure, her head erect. Kisa, did you find your mustard seed? He inquired softly. Yes, she answered, but not the one you told me about, from a house in which no one had died. She took in a deep breath in and stated, I have come to understand that death visits every household and eventually every single one of us. Yes, the Buddha said. Now you know the truth. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. And that is the end of the story. However, we all have that mustard seed we carry around wishing things were different. And what's unique about the mustard seed is it is the tiniest, smallest seed there possibly is. And that one little tiny seed can create a very large plant. So we have the ability within us, even if we have a small amount in faith or in belief or whatever you want to call it, in the ability to heal and to move on for something from something very tragic and difficult. So how does one grieve mindfully? You grieve on purpose. You move within. Because we never truly move on, correct? Now you probably already know that there are stages of grief, and I'm not going to get into those. But we all have to go through them in our certain ways. And we have to allow those emotions to come up. It's okay. An emotion won't kill you. It will be uncomfortable and it will hurt. And at some point in your grief, you'll find this space and place within where you're allowed to grieve and release and everything seems very cathartic and healing. Because every emotion 
Like the wave, it comes up and it goes back down again. And you feel it, acknowledge it, and you continue to grieve mindfully. And what you'll begin to find is even through all of these emotional waves that you get, sorrow one day, acceptance the next, or whatever comes about, you'll soon realize that underneath and below all these emotions is a sense of stillness. Underneath all of that is a sense of knowing that I'm okay. Underneath all of this is a sense of knowing that there is a space of calm. And it is within that stillness that we can find compassion for ourselves and for others. And when you feel that, acknowledge it too. And as you begin to use mindfulness for grief, you may find strength through this grief. It may propel you to do things you never thought possible. Maybe to change something from bad to good. A personal cause, a creative expression, or something that lights you up. But whatever you do and don't do, that's okay as well. Just remember compassion for yourself and others. Humility, knowing you're not alone. And knowing that above all, you have the strength to get through this. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Thank you, everybody, for taking a listen to this podcast from the archives. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope if you're going through any difficulties in your life that this gave you some comfort, maybe some hope, or the ability to reflect, or even to give yourself a good cry. It's okay. We're all going through difficulties, and we're all sharing them. So you're not alone. So. Take a big, deep breath in and exhale. All right, everyone. This is a wrap up for this podcast. Now make sure you go on over to oneminuteofmindfulness.com to sign up to get notifications on all the podcast episodes so you never missed one. And until next week, just remember, your future is a thought, your past has passed, but your now is always here. Be mindful, one minute at a time.